Hey, everybody. Valentine's coming up. Uh, please send me ideas for what I should give my husband and my daughter, Sabrina. How about that? Uh, I'm Ellie Noss, your host. And Atomic Moms is a weekly parenting podcast about the joys and complexities of caring for our little ones and ourselves. I join forces with celebrities, best-selling authors, parenting experts, and caregivers all over the world to hear their unique stories in this universal experience of raising a child. Before we jump into this episode, I'm going to hop into bed with my husband with a dinky little mic on my phone uh, to introduce him to you all. Hi, sweetie. Hey, babe. Uh, We are sitting on our family bed. (laughs) I'm going to call it a family bed because Sabrina was in it starting at 5 a.m. today. Saturday morning, guys. It gets exciting here. So we're in bed. I've got um, a cool little microphone on my phone. This episode is awesome. It's going to be with Natalie Thomas, and she is the founder and creative director of Nat's Next Adventure, a lifestyle site featuring fashion, food, travel, trend spotting, motherhood, must-haves, and more. Um, She's also an Emmy-nominated TV producer, uh, Huffington Post, Today Show, Cafe Mom, and Womanista contributor, and former editor and spokesperson of Us Weekly. She's traveled the world covering events like the Oscars, Fashion Week, Golden Globes, Cannes, Sundance Film Festivals, and interviewed everyone from Brad Pitt and Oprah to my former boyfriend, because I studied abroad at St. Andrews, uh, Prince William. She's not, not actually your former, just to clarify, not actually a former boyfriend. Not actually my former boyfriend, but my former boyfriend was sort of like the knockoff version of Prince William. He looked like him from far away. Oh, that's so overselling. That's ridiculous. No, but from really far away. Like if and you, from if behind, you, and if you have really bad vision. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you weren't wearing contacts or glasses. And you looked really quickly and someone said, oh my God, that's Prince William. And you didn't actually see him. Then yeah, maybe he looks like Prince William. I'm having a hard time with this interview because we're sharing one mic and going back and forth, so I can't interrupt you constantly, which is just driving yeah. me up the wall. Yeah. It's, I love it. It's really uh, unlike our usual conversations, and it's really it's, it's enjoyable. I, it's a weird experience I've never had before. I'm cutting you off. Okay, so today I will be talking to Natalie Thomas about... Oh, when to have the next child and if you're going to have the next child and sort of how everybody asks that. But first, because it is almost Valentine's Day, I wanted to introduce you all to my husband. Is that why? That's so sweet. Yeah, that's fantastic. Because if there's one holiday I love more than Valentine's Day, it's almost Valentine's Day. How many years have we been married? Uh, 2007. So this will be year... Nine. This will be nine in the summer. It'll be nine. Yeah, I've been thinking it's going to be eight. I black out. Married in two thousand seven. Right. I always forget because you put the wrong date on our wedding photo album, so I always forget. Right. You put two thousand eight accidentally, but we got married in two thousand seven. Okay. My amazing wedding photographer. I was supposed to send her an email with like our choices for the photos. And of course I waited an entire year to do it. So it was our one year anniversary when I wrote the email, like, Oh crap, I need to give her the photos we've chosen and what we want, what we want embossed in the leather album cover. And I accidentally put that the day, that actual day instead of the year before. So I'm, I'm it so says. Sorry for it's, instigating the story. I, says, I fell asleep halfway through. This is we're having the most boring conversation. Why is that so boring? It's not boring. A year later, I accidentally put the wrong date. So now, when our great grandkids find this dumb leather photo album, 
of our wedding, this fancy album, which, by the way, your teeth look blue from, like, the lighting in the photos. Yeah, it's weird. There's a there's some sort of color correction that was done uh, that my teeth look blue. and all I think lights. it's because my teeth probably looked yellow, so then they overcorrected the white for my yellow teeth, which made you have blue teeth, because you do have crazy white teeth. So anyway, Adam never lets me live it down. We've got the wrong date on our photo album. Yeah. Our wedding album. So I found uh, some newlywed party game questions, and I thought we could quickly oh, run through them. This is exciting. I didn't know this was going to happen. All right. That sounded so insincere. Well, newlywed, we've been married for almost nine years. I don't know. Well, this is know. one for the older, <laughs> the not so. Newlyweds? Yeah, it's for the not so newlywed. I found it on party411.com. I love that website. Oh, God. I just, I just Google searched it. Okay, give me a break. Let's you gave me it. two minutes to do this interview. I didn't have any time to prepare. Um, you got your coffee ready. You were like, let's, let's go time. Let's go time. He gets so bossy. Um, okay. Other than, so I'm going to ask you, throw out a question for you. Other than your wedding day or the birth of any of your children, what one day of your marriage would you most like to experience again? Oh, wow. That is so hard. Um, other than your wedding day or the birth of your children, which one of your, which day of your marriage would you most like to experience again? Huh. Uh, we had a particularly good day. I'm just remembering it's a very random day, but we have a photo of it. So I'm remembering it, but it was in Traverse City, Michigan. And I think it was the first time we took Beanie swimming in Grand Traverse Bay uh, and it was a beautiful day and she had a great time and she was particularly agreeable that day. Um, and you know, Northern Michigan in the summer, you have a light until 1030 at night. Uh, and I'm sure we had dinner on the porch and I just remember that being a particularly great day and I could live that day every day and be very happy. Aww. Okay. You want to choose one for me yes. quickly? Uh, complete the following sentence. Our marriage would be perfect if we could just agree on. That I'm always right. I try to make that happen, and sometimes I can't, but I really, really try. I think our marriage would be perfect if we could just agree on what movie to watch at night. Yeah, our version of Netflix and chill is like Netflix and get pissed off and then like go in bed and then you look up a movie on your phone. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And then we end up reading uh, in bed instead, but and then he always reads these like incredibly violent uh, books about the drug wars and Mexico and decapitations, and like wants to tell me all about them at yeah, like yeah. eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. It's not great sharing material right before bed, but I do it. You know, I read something great or interesting, and I want to share it with you. Whether heads uh, are being okay. Let's do one last question. Oh, how about this? I'm nervous to ask this. What gift uh, did your spouse give you that came as the biggest surprise? Um, We went, Ellie and I, um, I don't know if you've ever shared this on the show, but uh, we were engaged after three months. We've been dating only three months, three, three and a half months. We took a trip to Europe together, and uh, that is where I decided to ask her to marry me. And I had it all planned out, and she actually flipped the script and she gave me a beautiful uh watch um that uh I it's one of my favorite things and that the watch is named after the place we went to also yes, that's right uh it all and sort of involves the watch is also an homage to Steve McQueen whom I uh 
you know, love as an actor. And as your favorite color is red and blue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you are such a redneck. Yeah. And it's all about the American flag for my hubby. Yeah. But that was a, but the homage was to Le Mans, the Steve McQueen movie set in, in France. Um, so, but that was it. That was such a, I did not, that was a gift that I didn't see coming, nor did I expect. And was also one of the most cool and, and, uh, personality specific to me uh and i'm a very hard person to buy gifts for so what are your thoughts on having a next kid uh it's or having another child at all would you be cool with sabrina being a single a singlet i mean i'd be cool with it of course but i had three sisters so i like siblings and i think it's a very unique bond and i you know i just i think having siblings is a is a fun thing um i do think as you know i always wanted tons of kids and I was like let's you know let's do it now and um the one thing I will say is now Sabrina's two and a half and I'm glad that we waited because it's been really nice to sort of have time to spend with her and focus on her and appreciate every little stage with her and uh you know one kid is is challenging enough I think if we had had another one you know when she was much younger uh, I think, you know, a lot of the stuff would have been lost in a haze of exhaustion and, you know, sort of taking care of two kids instead of one. But I'm excited and I'm ready to have another one. No pressure for me. Maybe that should be your Valentine's. No, I'm not right. I think I need a couple more months. This, the Valentine's is another kid or not another kid? Another kid. Oh, yeah, sure. I can't make it happen that quickly, but, you know. Oh, like have one actually arrive yeah, or can't. conceive? No, Amazon Prime does not send children i thought you meant you have to like give your sperm a pep talk like I can't. <laughs> every day i do that i go guys today might be the day that ellie says we're having another kid so let's just be on our best let's be on our toes let's be ready to go <laughs> i can't believe i met my soulmate in a bar oh uh, yes i can uh now i get to share my natalie thomas interview with you all she lives in new york city with her husband and her almost three-year-old daughter lily and i want to hear from you guys when did you decide to have another child did you decide not to what were the factors for you? Uh, I was going to say knock us up <laughs> at Atomic Moms on social media. And we've got our new website, AtomicMoms.com. So feel free to comment there also. Okay, let's give Natalie a ring. Hey, Natalie. So when was Lily born? Because Sabrina was born in September. Okay, Lily was born May 3rd. So Sabrina's a little older. Yeah. Uh, way so you- an older woman. She's more mature. Have you been, you've been in the testing phase for a while then, right? Oh yeah. I mean, but I, she was born testing us. <laughs> I mean, people talk about that. I'm like, I think it started at age, when she turned one, I feel like is when it really got going with the testing mm-hmm. and it hasn't slowed down. And I love it because I'm like, lean in. Yeah. And then, yes. like, oh, I have to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. Lean in when it's someone else's. Right. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're, I mean, you know, you say up, she says down. Um, right. She says left. Like she is just, she immediately, it's my favorite thing because she says no is her favorite word and she'll say it, but then she realizes she actually wants what you've just said. Mm-hmm. And she, but she doesn't want to admit that she's, that she's, you know, backtracking. So she waits a couple of minutes and then she presents it like it might be her own idea. You know, like, do you, do you want, um, spinach? No. Do you want broccoli? No. Do you want cheese crackers? No. A minute or two later, what if I had some cheese crackers? You know, like, that sounds like I a leader to me. Like, that sounds like idea. every boss in America. Yes. Well, her her teacher said she was 
said she was a leader, but I thought that was just a nice way of them saying she's she's bossy. Yeah, it's a euphemism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like that's that's teacher speak for your child is a handful. Um. Yeah. So I'm calling you because I want to discuss the, the having a second child or, you know, a lot of moms wondering if they should have a third or fourth. And it's such a big topic. And I have to admit, I love researching for the episodes. And I mm-hmm. so enjoyed reading all of your Huffington Post blogs. Thank you. And going nice. through your blog, Nat's Next Adventure. But I have to say, I was so resistant to doing any other sort of research or, you know, idea pulling um, for this topic. And I was like, why am I being, um, I was like, why am I procrastinating so much? Like, there's something there. And it's like, Mm -hmm. because I don't even want to Google, like, should I have another child? (laughs) Like, it just brings up so much, you know, but it's weird because it's like, it's this monkey on my back. Like, it's always there, you know, like if I'm out of ideas of things to worry about, that topic is always sort of looming in the distance or just all the stuff under the house right now. Like, that's our little storage space. And so it's like all the baby crap under there. And, you know, I want to Marie Kondo my life, you know, the life changing magic of tidying up. And it's like, oh. So when do I give up this stuff? Or I'll just give away the girls things because I think, well, maybe it'd be fun to have a boy next and I can somehow like make that happen, which is totally not true um, by giving things away <laughs> that are girls. Because if you give away all the girl stuff, you will 100% have a girl. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's yeah. going to backfire on me. Uh-huh. So I'm admitting to you that this gives me uh, serious anxiety and probably most mother's anxiety and I really really liked um, your piece for the Huffington Post uh, called Can We Just Be? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and I was wondering if you could read that little blurb I sent you since it came out of your brain. Sure. Yeah, Because <laughs> I just want our listeners to get a little taste of it and then they can find the post on our website. Sure. Okay. So uh, just quickly. Yeah. I mean it's ways it, it's the primary thought on my mind these days and I just can't get it to go away no matter what I'm doing it creeps in there and I've been thinking about it a lot lately and in particular you know I'm thinking about it so much but I've noticed maybe I'm I'm obviously very sensitive to it but everyone is asking and I'm sure that I'm heightened you know I'm heightened about it um but it seems like it's reached a fever pitch and kind of gotten out of hand so I had a moment where I was breaking down and wrote this Um, And part of it says, everyone and their mother has to know if we're having another. It's beyond family and friends, mere strangers within moments of meeting or not, immediately ask about our personal plans as if they're inquiring about the weather. Since when did it become socially acceptable to ask a woman about her reproductive life? How have we gotten to this point? Just yesterday, a nanny, and then I put in quotes, I know, because I don't really know her, through the neighborhood... Shouted at me across the kids' section of Barnes and Noble. Are you going to have another? She said. The rest of the caretaker, excuse me, the rest of the caretakers looked up from their phones, finally paying attention. What's worse? I answered, as if it was my obligation to endorse this sort of behavior. I proceeded to share, slash shout, all of my feelings on the matter as I chased after my toddler. And that's the excerpt. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know this woman. I've met her in passing. Um, and 
she's shouting at me across a very crowded and very packed section of, you know, kids section of Barnes and Noble within moments of saying, hello, nice to see you as I'm walking away. Are you going to have another? And, you know, all the nannies and caretakers who normally do not pay one bit of attention to the person, the child that they're caretaking, uh, immediately their heads popped up. And, I'm, you know, whether it's just that they were, I don't think it's that they were shocked that she asked. I think it was more out of curiosity. Yeah, they wanted um, to know the answer. Exactly. And they've been wondering themselves. We, You know, everyone yeah. knows everyone kind of in that, in that area. And then instead of just, you know, pretending like I didn't hear her or... Yeah, what do you think is the... what? If if you could go back in time, what is the correct response? I don't know. Because I, I w- just want to scream it's none of your business, but exactly. that's not appropriate. I either. wish I I wish I knew. And clearly I haven't gotten to the point yet where I've you know figured out for myself what the correct response is. Um and I wish that I was brave enough as I am in my writing, as I am in real life. Yeah, you know, obviously whenever I leave, I always have those, oh, I should have said this, I should have said that. And but I do do I ever say it while I'm there? No, absolutely not. And it doesn't even come to me that quickly. But I think that if I I probably wouldn't have done anything differently in the moment because it caught me off guard and, and I tend to be fairly open book anyway, but then in these situations just feel like I need to spill the beans. Right. Um, I know I way over. Well, obviously I overshare. I have a podcast, but um, (laughs) I have a blog. I have a blog. Right. Yeah. We spill the beans a lot. Maybe, maybe we could come up with something right now. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about your menopause actually, (laughs) or, what? Oh my god, that is amazing! I wish I could use that. I wish I had the balls to say that. That is amazing. I also wonder if they're thinking like maybe when you have a second child, then you'll need a nanny. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, don't think, I really think it's just. And listen, I'm curious too. I I want to know if my friends, you know, are done if they're having another that kind of thing. Like it's human nature. Yeah. And I'm curious you know? about myself. Like I want to know if I'm gonna. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, what's gonna happen and with I, this girl? Like, I how's think it gonna we unfold? will. But I'm so jealous of the moms who have decided and feel really good about yes. saying one and done. Like, I'm so yes. jealous that they're like, they just, um, their future is a little easier to envision. Agreed. And they have no, and seemingly, they have no guilt about it. They have yeah. no, you know, they're really just at peace and content with their decision. Um, and that's fantastic. I'm but not, I don't know how you watch people. frozen and not feel like you need a sibling <laughs> <laughs> because every, I'm an, Anna, every it, Anna needs her Elsa. Yeah. I'm an only child. Um, but I have a half brother and half sister who are much younger than me and I'm very close to them. And then I have two stepbrothers, uh, who lived in another state. And then now I have two stepsisters and we're like, old so it you know it's not like you have when at what age did you get the stepbrothers and steps all that like how long were you just the only i was an only child till third grade and how did you feel uh did you like that did you not like it good i remember a couple times crying to my mom about wanting a sibling and it would have been really nice um because my parents had joint custody and it would have been nice to have been like shuffled back and forth with a buddy yeah so I feel like I missed out in that way. And I never got to, it's weird being the only one with both of, I'm, I'm also my mother's only child, basically, mm-hmm. besides the steps. So I get to look forward to taking care of her in her old age, which I, every time she's moody, I remind her of that. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> seem to help. <laughs> um, so in that sense, it's, it, it's a burden to be an only child. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it, it could be lonely at times and there's no one else that really gets what your experiences were like you can't really say like oh do you remember this or that or Right. Wow, isn't it crazy how mom's house runs in a totally different way than dad's house and that the rules are completely different and so are the core values. Um, so in that way, so I should have another child just in case I get divorced, I guess is what <laughs> <laughs> No, um, happily married. But I, that's, I would like to have had a sibling for sure. Yeah. Also like in just a really weird superficial way, it would be fun to know what you could have looked like. <laughs> True, true. Do you have siblings? I do. I have one sister. She's four years older, which, I, I, you know, ironically, I'm thinking about, you know, if we are going to have a second child, I've got to get on it. I'm not young by any, certainly I'm, 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 I'm of advanced maternal age, according to the OB. Oh, man. Um, you look at those charts. It's, it gets seriously. intimidating. I'm, it's unreal. At 35, you're, you're over the hill. Um, so I definitely, and, and, you know, we're, we're, we're getting to the point where we're feeling like we need to make, you know, we need to make a decision one way or the other, um, which I think is why it's so weighing on my mind all the time. But, um, it's funny because if we do, and if we're successful at it, Lily will probably be four years older than her sibling, which is exactly how it was with, um, uh, my sister and I. Um, and that was good. I, I think that like, you know, everyone says they want their kids close in age and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. I, I obviously don't know any different, but for us, it worked out well. We fought like crazy at home at times, but we also were best of friends as well. Um, and we have a typical, I think, sister relationship, you know, um, very close, but sometimes a little too close, uh, neither distance, that kind of thing. And I don't think the four, I don't think it would have been any greater or lesser had there been two years or three years or six years. Um, I think it's personality traits and dynamics and that kind of thing and, and, and working at it. Um, but I think going back to your point about the, the more than anything, everyone says that they want their kid to have a sibling right now to play with whatever. I want that too. But I really do think I project long-term, I'm a chronic planner to a fault. And I, my main reason for wanting her to have a sibling is exactly that reason of not wanting to share the, not wanting to have to have that burden of taking care of my husband and I when we're older alone. Right. Exactly. And also like one of the kids might not like us. So... (laughs) have one or both or or both both. and so they need to be able to vent and bitch about us to someone you know someone else who gets it yeah and it's way cheaper than therapy to have have a sibling boom absolutely mic drop (laughs) um do you what's your storage situation like living in new york city did you keep all the baby crap storage situation that's hilarious that you think we actually have a storage situation at all um, we have a terrace that I had grand plans for when we moved back to this. We had moved, we lived in New York. We moved to California. I, you know, had plans of like having a house at the yard. We ended up moving back to New York for my husband's job. And so I got this little terrace. Which by the and way, I, you were, wait, how pregnant were you when you moved back? I was 35 weeks pregnant. That is so insane. You're 35 weeks pregnant. You know, you've got obviously have your OBGYN. You've got everything. You're like in sunny California, ready to go. And then it's like, no, we're moving back to New York. The, you, you know, you make plans and God laughs. Like it was literally like the biggest joke. Like I was like, I don't want to have a kid in New York. I don't want to be that mom with the stroller in the subway. We got out to California. I was like, this is where I want to be. We put an offer in a house. It fell through. My husband got the job offer in New York. We felt like we couldn't refuse it. We came back and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like this is exactly why we moved out of here to avoid this. Um, and so yeah, you have a terrace. Pre- it was very cold in March. We have a terrace. So I went 
crazy buying like trying to like you know trick it out to make it like this like you know you took like outside oasis that it you know mimic california which is impossible and i bought all this you know outdoor furniture couch you know gliders table whole nine um we've used it about three times in about three years <laughs> it remains wrapped in covers all wedged up against one another and we have a massive rubbermaid storage unit taking up most of the room on our terrace to house our stuff um that is a total nightmare and during uh juno the or juno oh my gosh during um jonas the storm that we just had and we were, were out of town in california actually uh these thing blew open our neighbor called us and said uh your storage unit is no. is no longer our the doors blew open and our stuff was scattered all over our terrace in feet of snow no so we have no storage unit to speak of we have no storage situation to speak of did you get rid of everything we managed you to salvage it. most of it um and yeah washed it cleaned it whatever and and uh fixed the storage unit so that's fine but mainly sadly and my mid to late 30s my storage unit is my parents basement in philadelphia oh my which god is- i wish i had a parents basement my parents live in texas there are no basements there because of flooding i'm so <laughs> Yeah, this is like the most pathetic thing I might have ever been envious of, but I'm so (laughs) envious of your parents' face. Have have your parents talked to my parents? They are not at all thrilled that they are still schlepping things back and forth, you know, every couple of months. It is not enjoyable for them. This is not how they envisioned their retirement. Um, So what did you keep? So we gave away a lot of the baby stuff, which I'm the kind of person where like, I didn't, first of all, at that point, I didn't even know if we were having one, still don't. Um, so I was like, well, why am I going to hang on to the stuff that costs, you know, 40 bucks, 60 bucks, whatever it was, if we're not even going to have another child. And I knew that I wasn't going to have one right away. I knew that it was going to be several years at least. So I was like, by that time, I'm going to want something, the newer, the better, the greater, whatever. Right. And plus we want to help out our mama friends who just had a baby and like they need it now. So like, why should I hold on to this when they need it now? Yes, please take it off my hands. Let me give this to you. Absolutely. The older she gets, the bigger her things get, her toys get, you know, there's there's the kitchen, there's the teepee, there's the grocery cart and the ride on car and this you know the baby yeah, doll stroller. we've got this water um, that this stuff water is table taking our life huge yeah exactly yes that's the stuff that like it's not even so much the stuff she's outgrown it's her current things that are really you know i got a we got a mini trampoline for her and, and an art easel i was like this stuff has got to go so where is it it's at my parents house <laughs> oh, well that's also a really good way to keep the grandparents from buying your child a bunch of stuff yeah it's gonna end up in your house they have to store it they won't give it yeah my husband's amazing father he's the sweetest man on earth i really really lucked out with my in-laws they're so fantastic and he got really excited he's kind of like a santa claus like he loves he'll spend all year preparing for christmas and like the gifts i love that found these giant beanbag chairs and he like (laughs) was so excited about giant beanbag chairs and like you know kind of floated it like Sabrina needed one and I was like do don't you dare (laughs) we will not have a giant beanbag in our house right now (laughs) because there's no space you got to put your foot down we've been in the same home for seven years so we're growing and the home is not growing and we share a bathroom with Sabrina and sharing a bathroom with Sabrina and another baby seems so crazy to me right now. Mm -hmm. And I know people do it with like five kids. And and there actually is a study 
um, or there's a few studies out there that talk about how, you know, moms are really stressed out with having three kids. And then after that, they're way more relaxed about it. Really? Sort of like a tipping point situation. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So today, moms.com did a survey. And um, and so once you get four or more kids, they actually report lower stress levels. And I think that's because the moms have given up. <laughs> no, <laughs> Absolutely. I, uh, no, they've well, learned how to let go, I guess. I mean, that's it. It's like we're still more. fighting for our old lives. And, so true. And that's part of like when I have the next child, it's like, oh man, to like, and I know a lot of moms talk about this, you know, you're like, oh, getting back in shape again. And like, it's years and I'm in an industry where I'm supposed to look camera ready and it's like impossible anyway. Cause mm-hmm. like, you know, I always will have an audition the morning Sabrina wakes up at like 5.30 AM. So then by the time I get to the audition, I just look like hell. I cannot imagine. And it shouldn't matter. Like I really should just stick to podcasting because I'm so sick of that mattering like that's got that's got to be so challenging I can't I can't imagine you know I have a hard enough time on those nights those mornings functioning as it you know taking her to school doing my thing like sitting at home at a computer or being on a phone or whatever it is I can't imagine having to be pulled together um somewhere because I'm not at all I'm always a hot mess (laughs) I'm always in gym clothes with dirty hair and a you know massive bags under my eyes and a mess and I can't imagine having to look together I can't I can't listeners when Natalie and I started this Skype conversation she had it on video and she looked super cute and she has this really cute wallpaper in the background that says love and she's like this is video too right or is it or how do and I'm like no this is not video I don't know how to do video and um you're not allowed to look at me right now I put on some makeup I rushed home and put on some makeup I should take a picture of what I I look like right now just so that everyone can see what <laughs> I did not wash my hair. Thankfully, for, uh, there's that. I did not make, you know, take the time to to wash and blow dry my hair. I would have been really. You no, know, I feel bad that you spend time putting on makeup. No, no, no. And also fine. flattered. Trust me. Well, yes, you should feel flattered. But um, it's probably better for the rest of the world that I, you know, make a little bit of an effort. And now, when we're done with this, I go out and about, and I'm not as, as scary as usual. Um, I I do feel. Going back to our topic, I feel really good about the fact that I live in L.A. right now. And and I'm sure you feel the same way in New York because if we lived uh, anywhere else, you know, there might be even more pressure to have more children. Because at least in L.A., like everybody's older and everybody's only having one or maybe two. Um, but if I lived in another town, it would be like, well, why haven't you had three already? Like I keep oh, watching. Abso- absolutely. Yeah. Do you feel the same way in New York? Like it's Absolutely. Okay. I do feel I, yeah, there, I know plenty of people here who have one child and, and are totally content and happy with it. And, but I have to admit that I was the person that years ago before I had my a child of my own was like, I wonder why they don't have a second. Like, I wonder what's going on there. You know, I, I thought yeah. it too. Um, I think it's just, it's how we're programmed. It's how society makes us feel. But yes, I do feel a relief in the sense that like New York is so career driven. Um, and women definitely have kids later on in their lives. Um, I don't feel like that you know, that much of a freak of nature as I think I would in a different, you know, section of the country for sure. And, and, and friends of mine that, you know, um, move to, you know, more rural areas and that kind of thing have many more kids and started much younger. Um, and I think that there, that does, um, you know, go with, with your geographical area. Um, 
but it's nice to know that LA is the same. I mean, it makes sense, but I didn't know for sure. And it's nice to know that there's a lot of people there with, with only one child. Yeah. And then there's a lot of people who wait and then they end up with twins. So, <laughs> oh my God, if that's there's that, so that, many that, twins that can... in LA, it's crazy. I feel like no one can get into preschools. Preschools are so competitive because there's so many twins. Really? <laughs> that's my theory. Wow. There are so many twins in LA and maybe it's just the water. Not sure. I I would be debating whether or not to have one more and I would get two more and then I would just be just um, even more of a mess than I already am. But then you just have another one and the studies show you will uh, be relaxed about it. Ellie, that's the answer. Forget the second child. We just need to get on three more and we're good. Yeah. How about seven more? Then we get a reality series. Let's shoot for (laughs) the stars. Um, Was there a period of time that you thought like, oh, well, now would be a good time to have a baby. Like, was there a window where you were like, oh, yeah, now? I remember when Sabrina was about nine months old. I was like, yeah, this would be a good time to do it. And then I chickened out. But really? No, I've not once thought that. (laughs) 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 Which maybe means I shouldn't be having a second. But I really, I've been more, I have to say, I was, I went into having Lily, you know, totally ignorant. Like, I was just like, oh, you know, if I want to have a baby, I'll have a baby and this is when I'll have it and blah, 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 blah. You know, just, just not really being aware of horror stories or, you know, listen, being attuned to that kind of thing. I was so career driven and so focused in that mm-hmm. regard. And, um, and then, you know, didn't actually plan her and, uh, and had her. And that's the best thing for a personality type like me, because I would never be ready. Um, and it ended up being the best thing in the world, obviously. And, 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 you know, so much, not only are we, you know, so happy with her and so in love with her, but so much has come from, from, you know, my experience, I wouldn't be talking to you right now if I wasn't a mother, you know, there, I wouldn't have, I honestly wouldn't have started the blog. I would have gone right back full-time into career, um, mode as far as like a full-time corporate job. Uh, so, so much has come of that, but I wouldn't have, I, I wasn't planning on having her at that moment. Um, and then had her and became aware of all of not only, I, I had a, you know, not easy pregnancy and not easy delivery. And then I was very attuned to all of my friends that were having complications, getting pregnant during their pregnancy, you know, post-pregnancy with their child. Uh, and that now I'm totally freaked out by it. And I Me wasn't too. at all. I'm when so I was, I had glad time. you brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up because I was so oblivious with the first pregnancy also. I was so lucky because I didn't, because I hadn't talked to people. Maybe because people were so nice not to scare a first-time mm-hmm. mother. Mm-hmm. But now I know of all these other situations that come up. And also a lot of um, moms who are having hard time with their fertility with the second child yes when when they didn't have that issue with the first one which kind of wigs me out because I'm like oh god maybe I should start trying now exactly I'm like in thinking that I would just because it was so easy the first time that it will be the second and that's not you know that's not a given Hmm. I'm wondering I I feel like moms we're constantly being told to be in the moment and maybe that's actually part of the problem (laughs) because and when we're in the moment, we don't want to add to the chaos. Mm-hmm. And if I can envision five years from now or 10 years from now, it's a lot easier to imagine having more children. Like if I think about 10 years from now, I'm like, yeah, it would be really fun to have three kids. Absolutely. Be a blast. Yeah. Um, but imagining having three kids when they're right all now. tiny, that's hard. Yes. It's <laughs> so much harder. So if I could just look at the, the, you know, if I can stop being in the moment 
start Forget living em. for the future. Maybe I can get my head wrapped around this. Yeah. <laughs> Just plan for 10 years from now and, and you'll be good. Yeah, no, I mean, I, first of all, I think it's, for me at least, it's it's impossible to be in the moment all the time, 100%. My head is always somewhere. You know, if I'm working, my head is, how's she doing? Where is she? If I'm with her, I'm thinking what I need to be doing work-wise. You know, if I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the moment, I'm not on my phone. I'm really paying attention playing with her and whatever. I'm thinking, um, oh, this is so nice. You know, do I want to upend this with, you know, with having a newborn and that kind of thing? Or how would the, I just can't, I, I personally cannot get 100% in the moment ever. <laughs> There's no, always yeah. my brain wondering somewhere about whatever it may be. Yeah. And do you feel any sort of loyalty towards Lily? Like, I don't know if my next kid would be like, yes, I don't want to but- like, like give up some of my resources, like Lily's resources for this other child in terms yes. of my attention and money. And my husband's else. the worst at it. He's actually like, you know, I feel like he's very paternal and he's very, and he's, they have, you know, they're so cute. They have the cutest relationship and, and they're each other's biggest fans. And, um, I thought that he would want to be gung ho for a second child because he just, he's great with kids and he's not getting any younger either. And, and, uh, and he's the one who's like, I don't know, like she's so perfect, which she's not. Um, but, uh, you know, she's just, there's no way any, you know, another child could be as cute as she as smart as she, like we couldn't be as bonded as she and I are like, I just, I don't know. I don't think we can have one. Like, you know, he's the one that's, that's more in that camp, but mm-hmm. I do feel like how will this affect her? Um, and for the most part, I would think that it would be positive in that regard. It's more when I think of myself and how it affects me, is it negative? Um, but right. I really, I do think about her a lot about what stage she'll be in, you know, when the child will be born and, and how, and, you know, where we'll be living. That's the other thing is, as a New Yorker with a small apartment, you know, that's, if I lived in middle America and had a huge house and, and um, a, more of a stable career or not a career or whatever it may be. I think these decisions would be, and I was younger, obviously these decisions would be a lot easier for me, but that's just not the reality. I, you know, I, my, I'm, I'm building this website. I'm building this blog. I'm, I'm working hard at it. It's very new. It's only a year old. It's, you know, baby in the game. I have, this is, this is very much my, my second child right now. Um, we live in a small apartment. There's not a lot of space. Um, so these are all factors that play into it. It's not just whether I want a second child or not, or whether I'm ready. It's all these other variables that play into it. I think, um, can you, can you talk to us for a moment about your second child about Nat's next adventure? Yes, sure. Um, so I was a former magazine editor and then went on to do TV and was a TV producer. Um, what, what shows was it? What? So I was at Us Weekly Magazine for seven years, um, and I was also at, you know, a, a, right out of the out of college, I was at Talk Magazine, which was Tina Brown's venture with Miramax and Hearst, which only lasted a little bit um, after 9-11 and then folded. Um, and then I went to, to um, books. I was doing book publishing. And then I went to Us Weekly. was there for seven years. Um, and then I went to Hallmark Channel, launched a new show about three years ago. They were getting into the, you know, the um, original programming game as everyone else was. And they brought a, re- a reboot back uh, from a successful um, show called Home and Family that was on in the 80s and 90s um, with Christina Ferrari. And they brought over Mark Steinis from Entertainment Tonight. Um, and it's hosted by the original producer, Woody Fraser, who... Uh, started Good Morning America, started Nightline. So, um, and he'd had, you know, great success with it uh, 20 years prior. And I was looking to do something different. I was done with magazines. I was looking to try film or television and thought that I'd have to go back to square one again, as I kind of did with Us Weekly after being in book publishing for so long. Uh, I 
at 26 years this old. This makes you sound like you're 70 years old. How did you <laughs> cram all this in? I feel like I'm 70, so that works Okay, out. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just couldn't stop myself. Uh, yes. I, I often feel like I'm 70 or, or, or plus. Um, but at 26 years old, which felt like a ancient person. I went, I was an unpaid intern at Us Weekly to get my foot back in the door in magazines again, because I had been pigeonholed in book publicity and I wanted to get into magazines. So I had to be a intern along with the, you know, 18 to 22 year olds. Um, and 26 felt very old. Um, anyway, so I didn't want to start again. And basically, you know, this 80 year old producer, speaking of, you know, 70, 80 year olds, uh, took a chance on me and allowed me to come in at the level that I was at. And so I was basically with no prior TV experience, except for being in front of the camera for us weekly. I did, um, radio and television, you know, promotion for them when there would be, you know, somebody would be in the headlines and go on to like the today show and talk about it. I went to be a um, senior producer at Home and Family for the Hallmark show with no prior TV experience, which was pretty amazing of him to be able, you know, to allow me to do that. And I was way in over my head um, and I had to, there was a massive learning curve and um, had to learn all kinds of lingo. But overall, he got that it was telling a story. I was, it was the same thing. It was just a different format. Um, and I loved that job. I was having so much fun. We got nominated for an Emmy first year out of the gate. Um, we're doing great. And then I got, I had to ruin it by getting knocked up and moving back to New York. <laughs> it was the best job I've ever had. And I was only there for six months. Um, and I was here in New York. Uh, I was feeling very much um, creatively stifled and um, just that, you know, there was something else out there that I needed to be doing. And besides just having, you know, w- wiping spit up off my shoulder and um, going to Gymboree, which absolutely nothing wrong with that, but I just felt that I needed to be doing something more. So I, I had been writing for Huffington Post ever since I left Us Weekly and had started a Tumblr account just to house my written pieces. Um, And then I had Lily and I had all these photos, as most moms do, and all these little anecdotes. So I started putting those on there as well for friends and family. I would do these little like excerpts called Nat and Zach um, about the hilarity and horrors, I like to say, of parenthood. And I put that up there and that was getting some good feedback. So I kind of just ran with it. And um, and developed these different sections of this website and eventually decided to turn the Tumblr into its own official website. And um, here we are a year later. And I, I tend to dive into things a little bit more than I think about them. And I really didn't think about it too much. I kind of was like, this is fun. This is my next thing. This is what I'll do. Can, can you hold on one second? I'm so sorry. Go, okay. go, go. I will be back. One second. Oh, isn't it great being a mom, guys? Oh boy, I'm looking at the clock and it's so funny because I'm supposed to pick up Sabrina in 30 minutes and I'm still in my pajamas. Uh, there was a recent article. I'll call, I love, I call everything articles because it makes me sound smarter. It was a blog. Well, maybe it was an article in like the Daily Mail, which totally doesn't count as an article. Uh, but I guess in England, there was a school where the headmaster sent out a letter saying that parents are no longer allowed to drop off their children in pajamas. Um, I wonder what they would think about me picking up my daughter in pajamas. (laughs) I'm so sorry. No worries. You know, we need to wrap it up anyway because my daughter needs to get picked up from school. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Of course, she screams and cries in the middle of the nap. And of course, today is the day it happens. But see, this is perfect. I love this moment because (laughs) it's just so... Hopefully you'll edit edit out. No way, because this encapsulates (laughs) what it's like. 
Yes, this is this is me trying to get work done. You know, this is it. You're trying to get work done. You even put on makeup for this audio I, interview because I didn't <laughs> tell you it wasn't going to be video. Which, by the way, I should, should have, always. I should have asked. That was my no. Goal. You should always be prepared. Um, and <laughs> my life's so glamorous: dirty hair, uh, face full of makeup, running and changing a poo poo in the middle of an interview. Um, I. I'm glad she did that because it just shows you like that it's it's so difficult and that time is so limited and so valuable. So we so appreciate you using your few precious nap time moments to chat with us. And uh, absolutely, I love that. We it. cannot wait to continue this conversation with you, and we will be sharing all of your things on our social media at Atomic Moms and also our website. Thank you so much, Natalie. Thank you, Ellie. It was so much Nats- fun. Check it out Nets. Like, it makes me feel like less of a uh, freak. <laughs> I'm going to make feel, t-shirts that say that. I, makes me feel, you should Atomic Moms makes me feel less like a freak. That's good. <laughs> we'll sell them together. I, there's, yes, absolutely. All right, Natalie. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ellie. Bye. Good luck with good luck with number two or not. <laughs> you too. You got to keep Thank us updated. You. Okay. okay. We'll, li- listeners, we'll be right back. Okay, I look forward to hearing from you all about how did you make your decision? Um, Find us at Atomic Moms on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're posting almost daily there. And we love hearing comments from you guys. And we have this brand new website, AtomicMoms.com. You can stream the podcast on there and uh, send people links of like how to listen to a podcast because I've written that out on there. And uh, check out books that our authors have written. Uh, Check it out, AtomicMoms.com. Okay, y'all. Trust in your goodness. Live out your greatness. Rock on. Atomic Moms.